This is Game of Inches, the podcast. Now, here's your host, Logan Carter. Hello and welcome to Game of Inches, the podcast. I'm your host, Logan Carter. Hope everybody's doing well. We're going to be discussing all the conference tournaments today. I'm here with Rich Hobegger. We're here recording on a Tuesday morning here in the High Point University studio. Uh, we're going to start off by going over our game from last night, Rich. Uh, you kind of start us off. See, Parkland played Greensboro-Smith last night, thinking that it was going to be a pretty close game. The only problem was that Smith's best player, Silas Mason, didn't play. He's got an injured ankle. So um, Parkland shot the lights out. They had 10 threes in the game and destroyed Smith 70-42. to 42. That's a big, the only that's bad, a big win. That's a good thing. The bad thing is now they got to play Southwest Guilford tonight, <laughs> tonight yes, <laughs> which will not be an easy task at all. Um, I think that's what kind of happened to Parkland the last time when they were really hot against uh, everybody in the Frank Spencer, and then I think a couple weeks after that they had to play Southwest Guilford, and I think Southwest Guilford is the one that kind of put the, yeah, the thumb in them. them. Yeah. But I think they played really well last night. It sounds like Isosa, he had 20 points just in the first, first, half. first half, and you said that. Benno Smith tried to press a little bit in that first half, and then all of a sudden they were knocking down threes. Bolden came in. Everybody was, I think you said, 10 threes for the game? 10 threes, yes. So, I mean, if they, you never know. Anything never know, can happen. But, it's, it's any uh, given night. Southwest Guilford is such a difficult team to play, and Parkland doesn't have much height at all. They play four guards and, a, uh, I think, 6'2", Scotty Walker in the middle. So um, I, I would say it's going to be a diff- difficult task for them to hang in with the uh, Cowboys. Yeah, it looks like I'm looking at the roster. Their tallest guy is 6'5", uh, Jamal Mobley. So, uh, so He doesn't play much. I don't, yeah, I don't think he plays that much. So, Like you said, I think uh, Scott Walker, he's probably going to be their best guy at 6'3". Uh, but my pick probably is going to be Southwest Guilford for, for that game. Um, and then let's go over to Tabor. They defeated Western Guilford 90-44 last night. Quest Aldridge had a really good game. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. He had 23 points, 16 assists, and I think eight rebounds. Almost a triple-double for him last night and four steals. Um, they, they, they're they struggling a little bit. Last last Friday they played uh, Dudley. Dudley. Um, or not not last Friday. I think it was the Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Correct. Tuesday, yeah, and they got beat Tuesday by night. They got beat by 25. Um, Dudley's a really hot team right now. We can kind of talk about them before we do a Dudley-Tabor preview. Um, they just defeated North Forsyth 64-36, but they just beat Ben L. Smith pretty handedly on Friday night. Um, and then they also beat Tabor, uh, like I said, uh, by over 20 points. What, what do you think about this Dudley team as they come in to play uh, Mount Tabor? It seems like they're hitting their stride a little bit. You look at their schedule and, and their uh, results and they've done well over the last six or seven games. So, and they beat Tabor handily. We said a week ago, a little bit over a week ago. So, um, it's going to be a difficult task for Tabor, especially since they're missing their starting center. Yeah, Jacob Moore. Um, I think he they they've got him on the bench for a couple of games uh, due to something with the state. Uh, but that's a that's a big loss. I know a lot of the coaches. I had to find out, you know, what had happened with Jacob, and it seems like something happened at the game that we were at with, with Smith. Um, but he's also a great kid. I mean, it, it happens to everybody. We've seen a, we've seen a lot of uh, ejections called, what, throughout this entire year in football, some that, you know, shouldn't be called at all. So it, this is no uh, reflection on him or his character. But uh, I was talking to Coach Shavers, who's been on the show before, and he was saying how Dudley is just so athletic. Um, I think one of their guys is Tyler Young. I think he's 
He's been up in the uh, stats for a while now. Um, but he said they're just so physical. And uh, he said, you know, they're just hot right now. And, yeah. and he said that's the way our conference runs. But uh, Yeah, it, I mean, this whole thing with the tournaments now, it's like who gets hot at the right time. And this is the time when you want your team to peak. So if you can, if as a coach, if you get your team to really move ahead and, and move forward throughout the year and really peak at this point of the year, you've got a good shot. Yeah, you do. And uh, so Dudley and Tabor, they'll play tomorrow night. We'll probably have one of our guys at that game. It's going to be a pretty good game. Uh, I think I think Andy and them could turn around now that they've figured out, you know, how to play without their big man for a couple of games. But I think they'll have him back by championship night. If they can get through this game, uh, they will have him back into the starting lineup. Uh, hopefully, you know, he's been working out and, you know, keeping his body ready to go for these games. Because if not, then he's going to be on the bench again. Andy's going to throw him in, and if he's not performing, he's going to come right back out. Right. But uh, I think... Our safest pick right now, I think, for 3A is definitely we're going to go with Southwest Guilford. We've had Coach on the show. They're just playing excellent. Uh, Christian Martin's playing excellent. Jaden Turner's playing excellent. Everybody, Joel Pettiford, the entire team is playing they have, absolutely yeah, outstanding. They, they have all the parts. They the do. Pieces, so it's hard to, to go against them, especially since they're undefeated. And they've, they've handily beat all the teams in their conference this year. So I don't see anybody upsetting them. Does anybody come... You know, if it, it is Dudley or Tabor or even Parkland, do you think anybody will be within 20 points? Because they've been beating everybody over 20 points, if you haven't looked at that. I mean, Dudley Dudley's playing pretty well right now. I would say Dudley might have the best shot at staying close with them of all those teams we've talked about. You, you think so? Mm-hmm. Now that they're hot. but uh, And they have some athleticism, too, and you need that against, you definitely need that against Southwest Guilford because they are so athletic also. Um, Parkland's so small. I mean, they they have some great athletes, but they're all small. And Southwest has the athletes, and they're taller. So that is true. It's, it's tough on tough on Parkland. It's going to be real tough on Parkland. I mean, they've beaten Parkland seventy five to thirty seven and eighty one to forty five. So. Yeah, and I know Travis. Um, his kind of strategy has been almost the same as uh, Mount Tabor. You know, kind of holding the ball for 45 seconds and trying to get a score. And like we said, um, it didn't work out for Andy Friday night. Uh, I think the guys, uh, I kind of talked to some of the Mount Tabor players to, to figure out what had happened, and they said it was their senior night, so they just gave up on holding the ball. And that's why. Because <laughs> they said they just wanted to play ball for senior yeah. night. They said yeah. they didn't want to hold the ball. They said, let's, let's at least try. But then that's when Southwest Guilford went on, I think, a 23-6 to run, and that was the end of that story. But so both of us are going with Southwest Guilford. I know Brett, another guy from uh, our show, is also saying Southwest Guilford. He loves watching them. But uh, let's go to 1A with Winston-Salem Prep, Bishop McGinnis. They both had first-round buys. But East Surrey defeated Mount Airy 72-56 or last night. Yep. And, you know, we've seen Jefferson Boaz play uh, over at North Davidson. This kid's really special. Yeah. He got over the— six. six. Yeah, six six I think about two twenty, a thousand points. He, uh, he reached that, so that's an awesome goal for him. So they'll play Bishop McGinnis on Wednesday night. Now the other game is South Stokes versus North Stokes. South Stokes won sixty two fifty eight, and they will be playing Winston Salem Prep tonight. Uh, Winston Salem Prep, we we covered that game on Friday. Uh, Brett went over there and took some footage of the Bishop McGinnis Winston Salem Prep. That'll be posted later today along with this podcast. But Prep is they're, they're they're really hot as well right now. We went and watched them play, I think, against Walkertown. Yep. And, you know, they kind of struggled at the Frank Spencer. 
you know, they lost a lot. Davian, uh, Corey Rutherford, uh, K.J. Watson. I mean, they lost a lot, right. just like Easter Scythe, who we'll talk about coming up soon. But I think, you know, guys like Minor and uh, what's the really kid that you like? Uh, well, we'll come back to him, but Zach Austin is playing well right now, and so is Chaz Gwynn. Uh, I think everybody... Yeah, to your point, I think they've kind of found out how they have to play together, losing all those seniors from last year. So it took them a while to get acclimated to one another, but they are really playing well right now. So uh, they're going to be tough to beat, especially yeah. since they're playing at Winston-Salem Prep. That is true, and then, you know, they have that home field. It's a tough environment to play in. I mm-hmm. remember that Walkertown game that we went to. You know, that was a Saturday night game, I believe. Six and, o'clock Saturday yeah, night. And, yeah, and people were still coming out. For the game, uh, but the guy that we were trying to talk about was T.J. Mills. He's right. he's really come he's, along for for the Winston Phoenix. Yes, he has. And from the Frank Spencer when we saw him to the past couple of games, we've been seeing him being the leading scorer. And same thing with Stephen Miner. I mean, he's playing well for for this team. And you know, Coach Gould and Coach Hop. You know, they're probably so excited with T.J. Mills. This guy's a sophomore, and Miner is only a junior. So you yep. get these guys back because now you lose. You know, Chaz Gwynn and Zach right. Austin, yeah. who was a part of that state championship team. But I think now that these guys have kind of, you know, keyed in to what Gould is all about in his team, uh, you never know. They might make a run back to the 1A state championship. I know, uh, what is it, Lincoln Charter always gives them a run for their money. Uh, they, they do have a lot of their veterans back. That's who they met uh, last year with Jackson Gabriel, the coach's right. son. He's really talented. I think he just broke uh, the record for three-point shooting. But... uh Winston Prep, I know Bishop, they've been playing really well. And, you know, they've been beating people pretty handily, but it just seems like they can't get by Winston Salem Prep right now. And nor can anybody else in that conference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. But Coach Thompson, you know, he, he had him on the ropes apparently the other night, is what Brett was explaining to me. Uh, I wish I could have came out to the game. Uh, but you know, he has a lot of seniors as well. Jake Ledbetter. He's a junior. He'll be coming back. I don't know if you remember him from High Point Christian. Uh, he mm-hmm. was really shooting the lights out of the ball, Brett said. And Cameron Carraway, he's a senior. They're, they're kind of point guard. He looked like in the film that, you know, he was really running the point for him and getting the ball moving. But you never know. I mean, it's just like. Well, I think, I mean, I think Bishop McGinnis is going to have a tough time with East, East uh, Surrey. Ooh, uh, so we might need tomorrow to. Tomorrow night. So, so you, got, you got prep playing South Stokes tonight. And. I, I don't see any way that South Stokes can stay in that game. So, I, I mean, I think it's going to be prep in the finals. Um, Bishop beat East Surrey by 17 at Bishop earlier in the season. But Ooh. then when they went to East uh, when they went to East Surrey, East Surrey beat Bishop by six. And, and um, I mean, like you said, we've seen, seen East Surrey, and they got some size and they got some athleticism. Um, so I think that's going to be, you know, two versus three. That's going to be a tough one. That is a tough one. But um, fun fact, though, Winston Prep only beat South Stokes 62-52 in one game this season. So they didn't beat them pretty That was pretty earlier, handily. though. That was like no, early. No, no, it was kind of late because Coach Hopp okay. was explaining to me that, okay. uh, you know, they they snuck out of there. He said, by God, like he said, we almost lost that game. So that kind of would have really, you know, impacted the, the entire conference. But that just, I mean – it's any given night. Like I mean, that's the theme of this conference tournament. When it comes playoff time, postseason, uh, everything's on the line for these kids. Because you know you got a lot of seniors; they might never play uh, basketball again 
and not be able to go to the college level. So everybody's laying it all on the line, wouldn't you say, Coach? Uh, they are. But I would I would say that Coach Gould will have his team ready. I don't think they'll yeah, be I'm going with any prep of the too. let-ups. I'm yeah. going with prep, too. Now the next uh, conference that we're going to go to is with West Oaks and Walkertown in the 2A. Uh, Carver defeated North Surrey 81-65. No, North Surrey won. Oh, North Surrey. North Surrey defeated Carver. My bad. 81-65. Yeah, that's a five-seed beating a four-seed. Yeah, so that was that was really impressive because I know Carver, um, we watched them a few times in the Frank Spencer. They've been coming on, too. They've yeah, been they've playing been much better on. later. But later it looks in like, season. Uh, you know, North Surrey played really well last night. And so they're going to play West Oaks, I believe, Wednesday night. Uh, so Walkertown defeated Fourbush pretty handily, 76-52 uh, on Thursday. They will play, so Walkertown is going to get a little bit of rest um, before they play West Oaks. Uh, so, but well, it's also a bad. I mean, uh, I mean, before they play uh, the Atkins winner of Surrey Central game. But I'm saying, like, you know, they've already see, beaten Atkins pretty handily. So I'm already, you know, looking towards that West Oaks game. Yeah, but the second time they played Atkins, it was a four point game. Oof. And I don't. I mean, Atkins is. I mean, they can be, they're pretty athletic, and we've seen them play a couple of times this year, and they can be pretty strong. Um, you know, Walkertown's going to need some help for Jalen Cohn. There's some other guys are going to have to step up if they're going to beat Atkins, I think. You really think so? Yeah. I mean, that's going to be, a, I think that's going to be a tough game for Walkertown. And then if they win that game, then they're going to have to turn around and play the next night on Friday night against, I would say, West Stokes, who will beat North Surrey tomorrow night in my opinion. So you've had, you know, so you'll have, I mean, you could probably have a rematch West Stokes and Walkertown, but Walkertown's, I don't think Walkertown's a sure bet to get to the final. So it's not a cakewalk for the the Atkins game. I think, I think Walkertown, a lot of their guys have been stepping up from, you know, early on in the season. A lot of these teams like we're going to talk about today, they've just been coming on really strong. And Jalen Cohn, I mean, I understand that he's like their top scorer, but everybody else has been coming along as well. Jalen Ware, I know, has picked up uh, He's some help, his yeah. end. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I kind of think it is going to be Walkertown-West Oaks. Now, that's where the decision is kind of hard for me uh, because I know Spain Hour, they kind of hit a slump, but all of a sudden now they're, they're winning again. They found a rhythm. Uh, Dan's got his team back together. I know they just kind of, I mean, it was like loss after loss. Yeah. I mean, they were the definition of a team just, you know, spiraling out of control, but... I mean, they were only losing games by what you know, two to five points. Yep. And I mean that that takes a toll on a team. They turned it around though. They have yep. turned it around. And uh, you know, Isaac Spanauer, he's he's leading that squad with Elon Munez, uh, Elon Munez, and you know, Coach Spanauer, he's a great coach. <clears throat> I know Coach Shavers and you know other like Mike Muse, they all spoke about him. And you can never count out the coach because at the end of the day, I mean, you might have really good players, but Coach Shavers, he said it best. It's, Playing chess over checkers, yep, and and that's that's the perfect example. So I think my pick is going to be with West Stokes, just because Spain Hour knows how to coach. We've watched him several times. Uh, what was it, the double overtime game that we went to uh, up in West Stokes mm-hmm. last season? Ago. Yeah, that was one of the probably our game of the year. Uh, but you know, Coach Spain Hour, he knows he knows how to win. He he knows how to run his system. It's just the kids have to buy in, and I think they're they're hot coming into this championship. So who who are you going with? Uh, that's a difficult pick. I mean, West Stokes won in in head to head competition with Walkertown this year. West Stokes won by nine. First time they played it 
at West Oaks, and then they lost by one yeah. in overtime at Walkertown. So this is going to be on a neutral floor at Forbush, um, so no home court advantage. But I think it's going to be a really tight game, and I'm going to give it to West Oaks. Oh, so you're going with the same pick as I. Oof. So, yeah, I, I'm agreeing with you. It's at a neutral floor because Walkertown, it does get pretty loud over there at Walkertown. We've been there several times. They, they have a great student section. They do. And a lot of people come out for Jalen Cohn. Uh, so we'll probably hit up that one, that game on Friday. That's going to be a great one because it's always, I mean, it's it's almost like a rivalry now for them mm-hmm. because it's just such great games every time they play. Well, they've had two years now of just nip and tuck between those two teams. So Yeah. Now the, is- next, the next team we can talk about, is one of my favorites uh, right now. It's North Davidson uh, in the 2A as well. They just defeated South Rowan 85-66. That's a big score. Themis, uh, he had 34 last night. He didn't get over the 40-point the mark. He's, he's reached had, that five times. Had an season. off night. <laughs> yeah, that's an off night for him. But uh, others led in the scoring. Um, you know, Jamarian Dalton, I really like that guy for, for North Davidson. He's a great player. Um, he really knows how to move the ball. Uh, they just got really nice, you know, key players on the team that that are role players as well, and that's what I really like about this entire team. You know, Mason uh, Everhart, number four. I don't know if you remember yeah. him from that North Forsyth game. Like he gives them great minutes. Uh, same thing with Landon Moore. He gives them great minutes. Yeah, and, I mean, football he, quarterback. Yeah, and, playing uh, basketball. When now, he pulled so. up those threes against North mm-hmm. Forsyth, and he was he was draining them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty impressive for me. But they. They're, they've been like Southwest Guilford this season. They've been beating teams pretty handedly uh, in their conference. So I think they're, they're the for sure bet, uh, <laughs> in my opinion. I know they lost to Thomasville, though. They did. 82-62. Yeah, they lost by 20. Yeah. yeah, and then they kind of exchanged one with Thomasville at home, 94-73. Got, so, got revenge, yeah. Just, and this tournament, this tournament, semifinals and finals are at North Davidson, so... North Davidson does have that home court advantage there. That is true. But uh, another team we're going to talk about in the 4A, they did play Davey this season. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. So it was 60-58. And Davey yeah, is a tight, really yeah, a great game. Yeah. They're a really great team. And that's what I was kind of looking at. I'm like, wow. And then the other loss that North Davidson had was to High Point Christian Academy, who is also a really fantastic team. I've watched them play uh, four total times this season. Unfortunately, uh, they lost in the playoffs uh, this, this past week in the uh, uh, quarter semifinals. But, uh, you know, North Davidson, I think they have uh, the for sure uh, path. I mean, it's just, I don't really understand that Thomasville score, how you can lose by 20 and then beat them by 20. I mean, you never know on a given night. I mean, somebody may have been sick or whatever. That, that is true. That's not but in Thomasville, they won over Ledford last night. Uh, Salisbury defeated barely. West Thomasville barely won. Barely won. 60-57. But Thomasville was a five-seed. Ledford was a four-seed, so they— So it's an upset. They won by three, yeah. And then Salisbury defeated West Davidson. That, this was a big score, 95-68, to 68, which is a big score for them as well. And then uh, Lexington defeated Central Davidson, 58-53. So those those scores are pretty close. I'm, um, looking, I'm looking at two and three in the semifinals on Wednesday night, Salisbury and Lexington. I'm going to— that Salisbury is going to beat Lexington. Ooh, Salisbury's been playing well lately. They're putting up some points, and uh, you know, Lexington only won by five points over Central Davidson. So I don't know if they were looking ahead or what last yeah. night, but I think Salisbury could cause some problems in that tournament if they get if they stay hot. I do too. I think they really could. 
uh, Mr. North Davidson, uh, you got to stop Themis. And <laughs> I think the box score last night was Themis with 34, Jamari and Dalton with 11. Uh, Yokui, that's another kid that we should have talked about, uh, the big man for them. He had 10 last night, but and then Everhart was 7, and Landon Moore was 6. But that's just, you know, that's a great team win right there because all of this, the, the guys are scoring that need to be scoring. Um, you know, Themis probably didn't even play the full uh, full game last yeah. night to save his energy. But, uh, you know, he's a great kid. I'm surprised the colleges are not banging on the door yet for him. You know, he's he's really athletic, and he uh, he can get to the rim uh, pretty, pretty easily and handedly uh, when we were at that North Forsyth game. And it seems like, you know, he's getting to the, ba- the basket almost every single game because, I mean, he's gotten over 40 points five times now. And, I mean, he's broken his own record for North Davidson scoring all time for a game. I know. It's, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe the college coaches, I mean, I know a lot of colleges are busy right now with, you know, their seasons. I know they recruit during the season. But yeah. uh, I think after, you know, kind of the season wraps up and they, they see all of what Themis has done this season, I mean, his highlights, I mean, are unbelievable. Uh, he's worth a shot, even as, just as a gamble. Yeah. I mean, if your is. team is down, he's definitely going to add something to your team, I would think, in college. No, he does. Um, and, and he's not afraid to score, is, is, is what I like about Themis. Like, if you want somebody to go out there and, and you know, he's confident. Up, yeah, yes. he is confident. Like, he's like, well, let's go score then. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, you know, Coach Mullis and, and Snyder really love about him. That's their score, man. That's their bread and butter right now. I mean, they can rely on him. It seems like he's a great leader, too. And, uh, I mean, that, that comes off of the football field with Coach Flynn as well. You know, North Davidson, give it up to their coaches because they've done a great job with Themis and, you know, the surrounding players. Like, these kids are going from the football field to the basketball field. And you know what? It's like they almost have the same character. I mean, it's such respectful kids. I know when we went over there for that North Versailles game, they're all appreciative of us yeah. coming to the games. And, I mean, you can see it on the court as well. They're all, you know, high-fiving, getting each other up. Yeah, it's no, like, me, 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 me. Like, they understand that Themis is going to, you know. <laughs> this is the man. <laughs> they know Themis is the man. Nobody's, you know, trying yeah, to get Nobody's envious way. of that. Yes. Yeah, and that's what's awesome because, you know, Landon had his time on the football field and so did other guys. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just they're all having fun. They're smiling. But uh, let's go to another team that's having fun. Uh, let's go ahead and start off with High Point Central and Ragsdale. We'll be going to that game tonight. So my man, Dill Dang. Uh, he, what a funny guy he is. Rich actually has a great relationship with him, number five for High Point Central. But so rewind to last week, Rich, and yeah. and Ragsdale is beating them pretty pretty bad at halftime. And we're 15 sitting, points. 15, 15 point points. lead. And it was funny because Coach Revis of, of Northwest Guilford was up in the stands and he had actually lost to High Point Central, who has been really hot as of lately. Um, they were playing probably the worst half that they've played all season. And we were looking at Coach Revis like, hey, man, how did you guys lose to him? And then once the second half rolled around, and what was it, a 42-15 uh, uh, run from High Point Central. And Revis, before he left, he said, that's the High Point Central we played. But uh, let's go ahead and go through the scores before um, we start. So the only score from last night was Grimsley over Page in overtime, 63-60, to which, uh, you know, Grimsley, they had a tight game with Northwest Guilford. Uh, Pagano hit a buzzer beater for two tight games. They have they had two tight they games. They played them in a tur- Christmas tournament and they only lost by four to Northwest. Mm-hmm. Then they lost to that buzzer beater by one. Yep. Then last Friday night they got beat by eight at Northwest Guilford. But, but still, they've it's, all been it's tight games. Digits. Yes. It's single digits. 
And Grimsley, I know they're probably regretting leaving Pagano open because that guy can really shoot shoot the three when needed. He's he's that guy that you you say, well, go ahead and give it to him, put it in his hands. It's almost like Will Weathy yeah. when we were at uh, East Forsyth with Coach Muse. It was like you know, give it to Will, and we'll pray that it goes in because you know you got to have somebody that will shoot it with confidence. That's right. But uh, High Point Central and Ragsdale tonight is going to be pretty interesting because uh, Ragsdale they're they were playing really well last week, and it just seems like. But the game is at, uh, at High Point. It's at Again. High Point Central. That place, I think but, that was the best environment that we had been in all season. So the two keys to me to that game last week, number one was that Boylan didn't play. Boykin, yeah. I, I mean, Boykin, and I don't know if he's going to play tonight. He, ha, he has a hyperextended elbow. Yeah, you talked to his dad yeah. at the game last so, week. So I don't know when he's going to be back, if he's going to be back. If he's back, it's going to make a huge difference in the game because he controls the game. Then the second thing was, even though he didn't play last week, Ragsdale still had a huge lead. And, and in the first half, their point guard picked up a charging foul, which was his third. And they didn't get him out of the game in time. So it was a bang-bang play. High point took it out of bounds. They brought it up the floor. He went for a steal, fouled. Yep. Got his fourth foul, and their depth after him was none. Yeah, they they really they, got they, him. They went crazy on and High Point put, put uh, picked up the pressure, and Ragsdale folded. So I mean, it could be totally different tonight. Um, from that and you know, again, it just depends on if, if Boykin can play. Yeah, and if he can't, if this other point guard can watch his fouls and stay in the game. It'll make a difference. And, I mean, we watched Ragsdale, you know, beat Northwest Guilford, but Boykin, he had, I think, over 20 points yeah, that game. He was game. spectacular. But the, I think they have a really great ball team as well. I mean, for them to play like they did last week in the first half, but I, I just don't understand what happened in the second half. I'm telling you, that environment, like, I mean, even, you know, Momentum Coach, got, da- I yeah. mean, Coach and Dang, they both said that, you know, this environment, this crowd really got us going. They did. Like, that was the first thing. Yeah. I didn't even ask, you know, Dang about the environment. He just brought it up. Like I said, what was the difference? He said the crowd. Like he well, said, yeah. it was fueling our fire in that second half. It's amazing what momentum does. I mean, once you get a little thing, a little ball rolling, and then they just took it off, and and Ragsdale went the other way. I mean, they just couldn't get anything to go down, and then they lost. They lost their confidence, and and there was some nice blocks from High Point Central's players. Oh, yeah, um, number thirteen. Uh, uh, forgive me if I said his name wrong, mating. but mating. Yeah or Madding, whichever way it is pronounced. But, you know, he's he's a really great player as well. He had a couple, I think it was an alley-oop, and then that block was, made was a three. pretty significant. And he made a three. And he made that three at the at the end. When everything was rolling. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, another guy is Jairi Ford, number two. I don't know if you remember him. Yeah. I really like he's their point. I really yeah. like his play. And uh, Trent Westray, he really gave them some awesome minutes last week, number four. Uh, I think it was he had like two and ones. Uh, his momentum in the second half, I think he was really getting them going. I mean, he was screaming and yelling after every time he got the end one. Yeah. And, I mean, the crowd was going nuts. But you never know with this game tonight. Uh, I think Northwest Guilford will beat Grimsley. I think Northwest Guilford, after they've gotten this break. They're at home, too. Yeah, and they're at home. It's it's at Northwest Guilford. Uh, and then the championship game will probably be at Northwest Guilford. Okay. But, you know, Ragsdale beat them over there. Ragsdale's cheerleaders, I think – 
they keep them in the game. I know you kind of hated on the, the Ragsdale cheerleaders at the Northwest Gopher game. I didn't Just, hate them. You didn't hate on No, I'm saying you making, hated on them because of the sound. Because they were they were. They, were they so, never they never <laughs> were quiet. They were banging, stomping their feet. They're predominant, but it looked like it helped because I mean the Northwest Guilford cheerleaders they they were like it was like it was almost like a just a faint violin in the background, and then you had the Ragsdale cheerleader, cheerleaders every time Northwest Guilford had the ball. I mean they were just disrupting the communication out there on the court. But you know kudos to them because they were getting into the game last week at High yep. Point Central. I was like, man, these cheerleaders they, that's what they feels work. Ragsdale. They I mean work. I rarely talk about the cheerleaders, but I think Ragsdale cheerleaders do a great job. So shout out to them. But uh, who's your pick for this High Point Central Ragsdale game? Ooh. I wish I knew if Boykin was playing or not. Because um, if he plays, I think Ragsdale will win. If he's not playing, I think High Point Central will win. Ooh. I, I, yeah, but I, I think even if he does play, I think High Point Central at home with this crowd, I think they'll still beat Boykin. And so let's say they get to the championship game against Northwest Guilford, will High Point Central do it again or will Ragsdale do it again? Or do you think Coach Revis has got it figured out and he's got his guys playing again? I'm going to pick. That's a tough one. It's a tough one. This conference, the Metro, See, Northwest the Metro Guilford, Northwest Guilford killed High Point Central the first time. They beat him by 23. I know, man. It's any given night. And then. When they went to High Point Central, High Point Central won by nine. But see, I'm telling you, it's the crowd. That Central, crowd is, Central is playing pretty well right now. High Point Central needs to tell their crowd to travel, travel. on Friday night and, and sit where the Ragsdale cheerleaders were sitting. I'll go with the home court, Northwest Guilford. Northwest Guilford. I think if High Point Central, depending on how they play tonight, I don't mean this to be mean to Coach Revis and his team. I love, you know, Christian Hampton and and all those guys, and Pagano, and, and everybody on that team. And they, they play well, man. They play dominantly 24-7. It's just High Point Central, if you let the, if you allow them to get going that the way that they do, like in that Ragsdale game, it's just like you, you can't stop it. Ragsdale cannot stop it. I mean, it was just the fast, you know, fast break points that they, that they were getting. I mean, what? It was probably every other bucket they were getting the fast break. Uh, seemed like chances. It. I mean, it just seemed like it seemed like the game never stopped in the second half. Like the first half was so slow when you and I got there because we were covering the Westland game uh, an hour before, and it just seemed like it was so slow. But that second half, it went by in the blink of an eye. It was like just unbelievable. We were like, "How in the world was it all?" I mean, what happened? You know, yeah. like literally. Every I think you were stunned. Uh, our videographers and. Or Eric, or, or Eric Messer, our photographer, everybody was just like, what just happened wow. to Ragsdale? Yeah. And, and you know, they're just... I mean, both, both teams, teams both teams did an about-face in the second half from the first half. I mean, yeah. High Point went from bad to good. It was Ragsdale went from good to bad. It was, yeah. just, it was just, it was like a mirror. It just flipped. And but, but, but both teams, great coaches, great players. Like, every player that we've spoken to, just great kids, just, yep. just like the other teams that I spoke of. But, you know... I really like uh, Dang. He's a real funny guy. Uh, he's he's really super talented. Just to talk about him for a few minutes, I mean, his athleticism is unbelievable. And his ball handling skills, I don't know if you remember that from last week, but, I mean, he was dribbling right around people, and he mm-hmm. can really get to the rim as well. He can. He, yeah. He's really dominant he, with that. He didn't finish in the first half as well as he normally does, but he got it going in the second yeah, half. Yeah, I think that's because once everybody else got going, 
I think that really took the pressure off of him. You know, like once West Trey started going and and the point guard and everybody else they started scoring, everybody Ragsdale yep. kind of keyed on other players as well. So I think that's what really got him going, which was also really impressive for me. But I think you really liked him. I think you saw him. We saw him at North Davis against right? Calvary Day, yeah. mm-hmm. who we'd seen during the summer. Be I just like phenomenal. I just like his attitude on the court. He has fun. He he really enjoys playing, and he has a lot of enthusiasm on the court. Yeah. But I, I want to say one other thing too is that in that game last last week with High Point and Ragsdale, I want to commend both of their teams on the sportsmanship they showed. I mean, it was a tough game. Um, Ragsdale, you know, had the lead, then they lost it. So those their kids were frustrated and everything else, but they showed great sportsmanship. High Point had great sportsmanship, so it was a fun fun game to watch. Yeah, it was. Um, so let's go to the final conference, Central Piedmont 4A conference. This is one of our favorites. This is a conference where you have no idea what's going to happen. And, and a prime example was last night. You had Glenn is defeated by West Forsyth 74-69. And, you know, West Forsyth, Coach Howard West, I mean, it seemed like, you know, they were still trying to figure out some things. But they had close games against East Forsyth. I know they had East Forsyth by 15 points. Yep. And all of a sudden, they, they let East come back and, and, and beat them. And that's just unfortunate. It's almost like, uh, you know, Coach Spainauer, how his team – you know, they just lost these these close ones. and But this is such a great win for Coach West and the West Forsyth Titans. Uh, you have to amend them for this win because Glenn was a really hot team as well. We had spoken about them on the show. They've been playing good, but... I don't think they've been playing. They played well Well, because they're earlier limping. In, they're, they're limping in, coming into the conference yeah. tournament. And also, if they, they make Their it last the playoffs, few games, they haven't done as well. But they have a lot of injuries. Yeah, I think Ben, uh, the little... Point guard number five, I think he's been Williams. injured. He he got hurt during the East game, and it seems like he's never been able to, you know, come back game, from that yeah. that game that we went to. But then you also here's another game that was really close. So East Forsyth just beat Reynolds, I think by ten points on Friday night, wasn't it, Rich? Yeah. And all of a sudden here they go, they go and play Reagan at home last night, and they win fifty seven fifty six, just barely squeaking past. Um, I I spoke to Coach Muse on the phone last night. And, you know, he said they just really like to, to box it in Reagan. I mean, yep. that's how Overby, pack they pack it in always. And that's what Overby, he's, we, he's, we used to prepare for that when we used to play him with Coach Muse. And it takes a toll on your team because let's, let's just face it. Mike, I mean, he doesn't have but, you know, just one big guy and everybody else. Is, you know, you got Jimmy, Savon, Kalik. But Savon really took over last night, 20 points for him. Savon is playing really well right now. And uh, I know a lot of the fans last night, they said that Mike was saying, put it in Savon's hand. <laughs> because, I mean, he's just pl- been playing so well. Yeah. He led them to a win the other night against Kalik's Reynolds. has been playing well, Kalik too. has been yeah. playing really well. Well, those two guys have kind of led them over the last And I think if Savon would have scored against that Glenn game that we went to, they would have won the game. Mm-hmm. They just needed another score. But now that, you know, Savon and Kalik are scoring, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a toss-up. So now they're going to be playing Reynolds, who they just defeated by 10. But this is at a neutral site, Davy, and Davy is going to be playing Western Scythe. I feel bad for Coach Howard Weston. Then I mean, I'll, I'll really applaud you if you can go in there to Davy because Davy is. We went to that environment against Both. Reynolds, and that crowd really gets going. Like I mean, it's like everybody from the entire like county is there to see these boys because I mean they only have one loss on the season. That's to a good Northwest Guilford team, and. I don't know if Owen's coming back or not. I remember Owen last week. Owen's been out for the last two games. Yeah, so I don't. I don't. Three games. Hopefully he's back for this 
Maybe not for this game. I think Michael Walton and them, they can hold their own for this game and Hendricks and without those guys. West, without, with, they'll beat West without him? I think they. I think Michael Walton, I mean, he really torched West Forsyth already this season. Um, I, I really think that they can. They've and, won both our games against West by in double digits. Yeah, I mean, so, so Owen, I mean, Owen's a phenomenal player, but they have so much more than that. Well, they play tonight. They play tonight. I'm going with Davey. Just because that place is so hard to play in, right? It's home court, yeah. Yeah, it's home court advantage, just like High Point Central. Like, if they were playing anywhere else, like, say they had to drive to West Forsyth, I don't think the Davy fans, I mean, they travel, but not as many as the fans as that the are at Davy. But uh, then Reynolds and East, this is, this is a, a toss-up for me because... No, because Reynolds torched East at Reynolds. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, they East beat beats by, like, by double digits. 30 points. It's just 79-49. It blows my mind, right? And then East turned around and beat him by. You know, Mike went to the four corners last week, Friday, and according to the reports, and that's how they won. They just, you know, spread it out, and Reynolds couldn't guard him. And I told Mike, you know, Reynolds is such a phenomenal team because he asked me what I thought about Reynolds, and I'm like, the problem is they can get you with anybody. That that entire starting five for Coach very, Martin and them. Very athletic. They are very athletic. And the key to them, in my opinion, if Ingram gets going for them as a scorer, you know, besides Caden Davis, besides Mr. Goodlow, besides Tobias Johnson, I'm telling you, if Devin Ingram is on, he's on. And unfortunately, I think it was the Davy game. He was playing so well. Devin Ingram, I really like Devin Ingram. He's a dog on defense. He really gets he it plays going. plays hard. Very he hard. does. He does. And, you know, he does have some mishaps every once in a while. But that's the risk that you got to take with him. I would I would put him out there, you know, ninety nine percent of the time because this guy's gonna fight for you. Mm-hmm. He's gonna fight for you. He loves Coach Martin. He loves that team. And I mean, he was really upset after that Davy game because I mean they had it. They had it. Yeah, they only and, scored five points in the fourth quarter. It's just it's just unbelievable. And you talk about locking down on defense, and that's what Davy did in that final quarter. Um, but I honestly, I think because of the scare last night, and Reynolds has had a break. Uh, I think. They're probably really upset about Friday night uh, that they lost to East. Uh, I don't think any of the seeding would have been changed for for Reynolds after Friday night. So it's not that big of a loss for them. But I think they still want revenge on East Forsyth. So I think we're going to see a rematch of our buzzer beater game uh, with Davey and Reynolds. Uh, So I'm, I'm going with Reynolds and Davey. Uh, I'll let you go. Or, or do you agree with Reynolds I, and I'm Davey? with that. I think I think Reynolds wants another shot at Davy. I mean, I they think do. that's what they they lost that game out at Davy. Like I think they're more and, worried about revenge against Davy yeah. than they are about East right now. Like I think so they, they want to be, be East so they can get to Davy. So they can get to Davy yeah. at their home like yeah. last time and walk out of there with the win instead of the loss cuz that's a tough loss. Um you know, the guys handled it really well. You could you could see that their heads were were hanging low um after the game we saw them. Uh it was a great win for Davy and them. It was. But depending, this is the game. If Owen is not playing in the championship game, this is where a problem occurs for for Davy. I mean, it's just if they don't have Definitely. Owen inside to you know, because he was blocking Tobias, he was blocking missed on a plus few shots, threes. Yeah, and Did plus the game the threes, winner. the threes were unbelievable. Yeah, without Owen, they don't beat Reynolds. I yeah, don't think. so that is my pick. If Owen is not out there. Uh, Reynolds, I think, will 
it depends on the Reynolds East game. If East gives Reynolds a run for their money, and Reynolds is having to play really hard, they're going to be worn out. But they got they got a day's rest. It's Wednesday night. But they have, have a day a to recover. Rest. But I'm telling you, a, a, some of these games will take a mental toll on your guys. Yeah, but they want Davey, so I think that mental thing is. But if be... Davey ends up, but that wraps it up for our conference tournament preview show. We'll be back probably Sunday. I think we're going to try to aim for Sunday to bring some coaches on that are the winners of the conference tournament. I know the bracket will be releasing on Sunday for the playoffs as well. We're excited. I know everybody else is excited. But make sure to watch all our stuff this week. Um, Thank you for listening. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at Game Adventures HS. And we'll have updates from the High Point Central Ragsdale game tonight, as well as from some other games uh, the rest of the week. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you again soon.